Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Over to Southern News. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Lighter winds, clearer skies, and a cold one here for this evening and overnight. Temperatures by early Wednesday will be dropping down to the mid-20s to lower 30s across the area. But a warmer afternoon, near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies. All eyes on the potential for a winter storm system. Some areas could see snow on Saturday, some a wintry mix, others just rain. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 30 degrees in Rockville, 35 in Ashburn, 32 in Fort Washington at 1059. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Michael Toscano. Coming up, a D.C. man arrested tonight for a New Year's murder. The D.C. Council takes a first step to sue the mayor over food benefits for the needy. I'm Dick Giuliano. The latest on the potential move of the Caps and the Wizards to Potomac Yard in Alexandria. A local leader says Virginia taxpayers won't be funding a Potomac Yard arena, so who will? I'm Scott Gelman. Two activists were trying to keep Donald Trump off the Virginia ballot. Have they succeeded? Asia-Pacific markets are lower after a mixed close for Wall Street. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. The open sign goes up again on sections of the U.S. southern border. Reporter Chris Fox in Austin, Texas, explains. Commercial and legal travel and official crossings along the U.S.-Mexico border in Eagle Pass, Texas, Nogales, and Lukeville, Arizona, and San Diego will resume on Thursday, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Senior U.S. officials say the Mexican government has stepped up efforts to slow U.S.-bound migration and have been partially responsible for a recent marked drop in illegal border crossings. The beef used to make that next hamburger you eat could have something you don't want in it. CBS's Matt Piper explains. Valley Meats of Illinois is recalling 6,700 pounds of its raw ground beef products shipped to distributors in Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Michigan. It's due to possible E. coli contamination. The U.S. Department of Agriculture, Food Safety, and Inspection Service says the products, mostly in the form of patties, were distributed to restaurants and other places. But so far, there have been no confirmed reports of E. coli-related reactions because of the food. The government says as it should be thrown out. Matt Piper, CBS News. Shake up at Harvard University. School president Claudine Gay has announced her resignation. Even an apology was not enough to ease the pressure on Gay after a contentious congressional hearing last month regarding anti-Semitism on campus. The latest from CBS's Nicole Killian. Harvard's governing body says Gay will stay on as a faculty member and they have named an interim president. There are now new calls for MIT's president to step down, although the school's board has previously said she has their full support. Someone in Michigan is starting the new year off with $842 million. We don't know yet who the winner is of last night's Powerball jackpot, but the ticket was bought at the Food Castle in Grand Blanc, which Bill Nanoshi owns. Usually you hear stuff like that happening in different states, so it's, it's great. It's great for this community. Nanoshi will get a $50,000 bonus commission. If the winner takes a cash payout, it's worth $425.2 million. A judge delays a hearing in a high-profile murder case, CBS's Monica Ricks. Dwayne Keefe Davis had been set to ask the judge to release him on house arrest ahead of his murder trial. He's the former gang leader accused of orchestrating the drive-by that killed rapper Tupac Shakur back in 1996. His lawyers argue Davis is in poor health and poses no danger to the community. But prosecutors say witnesses could be at risk if he's released. Davis has pleaded not guilty in the case. His trial is set for June. 
Two planes collide on the tarmac at Tokyo's Haneda Airport, creating a huge fireball. Even with roaring flames, all 367 pa- on the passenger plane managed to safely escape before it collapsed. While the pilot of the Japanese Coast Guard plane managed to escape, five crew members... Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. It's 11.03, January 2nd, 2024, 34 degrees. Good evening, I'm Michael Toscano. The top local stories we're following this hour. An arrest in what appears to be D.C.'s first homicide of 2024. D.C. police have arrested 18-year-old Jelani Cousin of Northeast D.C. for the shooting death of 18-year-old Ashley Hines. This during a New Year's party. Hines was found with gunshot wounds in a room at the Embassy Suites Hotel in Friendship Heights just before 1.30 yesterday morning. Cousin has been charged with second-degree murder. A lawsuit now brewing in D.C. between the city council and Mayor Muriel, Muriel Bowser over her decision to withhold a SNAP benefit increase. The story from WTOP's Dick Giuliano. D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson is proposing authorizing the city's lawyer to sue Mayor Muriel Bowser if she doesn't follow through on a 10% increase in SNAP benefits, the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, formerly Food Stamps. The council ordered the increase in the new year, but Mayor Bowser has questioned the additional spending. This is a separation of powers issue in the it's important that we protect our appropriation authority. The council chairman is set to meet Monday with the mayor on the increased benefits a day before the council is scheduled to vote on Mendelssohn's resolution authorizing the lawsuit. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. In a statement tonight, Bowser's office appears to be doubling down on her decision, saying it's, quote, not prudent to increase spending on one program, especially when demand for other programs that support the same people is increasing beyond our current budget. Who will be paying for a possible new Caps and Wizards arena in Potomac Yard, Alexandria? Not Virginia's taxpayers, at least according to Alexandria's mayor. The story from WTOP's Scott Gilman. The arena is being uh, financed initially up front by Monumental. Alexandria Mayor Justin Wilson says the rest will be paid for using money generated from other parts of the proposed Potomac Yard complex. This is sales tax. These are uh, admissions tax that is paid on uh, on events. So these are these are taxes that are generated at the site. The project is expected to cost $2 billion, but only 5% of that will come from the city, according to a recent Alexandria newsletter. This is a model that we use to build the metro station, in fact. So the metro station at Potomac Yard that just opened in May. The General Assembly and Alexandria City Council have to act before the project moves forward. Wilson says how it'll be paid for is top of mind for residents. Certainly concerns and questions around the finance of this. Help me understand the finances. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Meanwhile, the D.C. Council is making moves to provide more money for a renovation of Nats Park. D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson has introduced legislation to create a ballpark maintenance fund. The measure comes after the mayor and the Nationals reached a deal last fall that provides millions to repair the 15-year-old ballpark. Money for the fund would come from ballpark sales tax revenue and rent paid from the lease of the ballpark. Other parts of the bill would require Events DC, which runs Nats Park, to turn in an annual spending report to the mayor and the council. It's 11.06. Campaign 2024 on WTOP. A federal judge has thrown out a lawsuit that tried to ban former President Donald Trump 
from Virginia's presidential primary and general election ballots this year. Their suit argued Mr. Trump should be excluded after his efforts to overturn the result of the 2020 election. But U.S. District Judge Leone Brinkema ruled a pair of activists who filed the suit lacked legal standing to challenge Donald Trump's eligibility for office. The judge says the activists totally failed to show Mr. Trump's presence on Virginia's ballot would cause them specific harm. The ruling shows there won't be any late-breaking developments regarding the former president's eligibility as a primary candidate in Virginia because early voting there for the state's March 5 primaries is set to start in a little more than two weeks. Prince William County residents upset over a recently approved massive data center campus have filed a lawsuit against the Board of County Supervisors, hoping to stop it from moving ahead. The residents have formed a nonprofit called the Defend Devlin Corporation. The suit wants to stop nine data centers from going up in Bristol, claiming the plan was approved without considering community reactions and other factors required by Virginia and county laws. Coming up, after traffic and weather, not all of these holiday returns are legit. It's 11.08 and uh, traffic and weather on the 8s. We go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, traveling on the Beltway in Virginia. Looks like they might be setting up a mobile work crew on the outer loop near Eisenhower Avenue headed toward Telegraph Road. Supposed to be pothole patching. Once they get it in place, they'll be blocking the two left lanes. So just be careful approaching. Again, that's on the outer loop headed past Eisenhower Avenue toward Telegraph Road. Now, 95 southbound, you've got a couple of work zones. First, as you approach Lorton Road, exit 163, two lanes to the left get you by. And then further south, as you head south of the Prince William Parkway toward the exit for Dale City, it's one single lane to the right through the construction there. 95 north down near the Prince William Parkway, single right lane blocked at the works, and you've got two to the left getting by, and you get by without delay, but just be aware they're out there. 66 westbound as you enter the Roslyn Tunnel, stay right past the work zone. Eastbound crash that was east of the tunnel, but before you get to the exit for the Pentagon, all that has been wrapped up and cleared, and the lanes are open, and any delay associated with it, gone. On the Maryland side of things, Beltway looks good through Montgomery and Prince George's counties. As of late, no issues on I-95, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, running between the two Beltways, 270 north and south, free and clear as well. On the Bay Bridge, the eastbound span closed for overnight maintenance. Westbound carries two-way traffic, one lane for each direction of travel. Delays have been brief. 29 northbound as you approach and pass the exit for Broken Land Parkway. Works and only blocks a single right lane, but a heads up for folks coming off of Broken Land Parkway to go north on 29. You, there is no merge area, so you have to merge directly into through traffic, so do so very carefully. The WTOP Traffic Center is furnished by Regency Furniture. Shop Regency's uh, dining room, living room, and bedroom sets, plus brand-new name uh, b- mattresses in-store and online at regencyfurniture.com. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Over now to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. This evening, temperatures falling fast under the clear skies and with lighter winds from the 40s into the 30s and 20s most neighborhoods by early Wednesday morning. Expect the warmest day out of the week tomorrow near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies thanks to our wind out of the southwest. Now there is a chance Wednesday night, early Thursday morning of a stray passing rain shower but right now we've got just colder air moving in for the end of the week and this upcoming weekend, watching the potential 
potential for a winter storm system where some areas could have a wintry mix. Others may have some accumulating snow. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 29 degrees in Manassas, 36 at Metro Center, and 33 degrees in Frederick. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. Rivian's sales fell 10% last quarter. It produced about 57,000 electric vehicles last year, fewer than expected. Dish Network and EchoStar have completed their merger, focusing on Boost Mobile Wireless as satellite TV subscribers fall. An estimated 15% of holiday gifts will be returned in summer fraud, like clothes that have been worn or merchandise shoplifted. First trading day of the new year, the Dow gained 26 points. The Nasdaq lost 245. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. And coming up on WTOP, former President Trump tonight appealing a decision kicking him off Maine's primary ballot to state court. It's 11-12. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for the needle in the haystack four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right free just go to this exclusive web address ZipRecruiter.com slash free that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free ZipRecruiter.com slash free You have a plan for the day, right? But that usually changes by lunchtime. Then changes again before dinner. It's the same with breaking news. New information just coming in. We're just getting word. Breaking developments from Capitol Hill this morning. Don't miss what's happening in the Washington region. Keep up with the changes. Check back with WTOP for the latest two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Viruses hitting our area hard. More news coming up in 60 seconds. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-1794. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-1794. That's 800-575-1794. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. It's 1114. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. I'm Michael Toscano. Thanks for being with us. 
Campaign 24 on WTOP. Former President Trump tonight has appealed a decision kicking him off Maine's primary ballot to state court. This starts the next part of the battle over the 14th Amendment and the Insurrection Act. I spoke earlier this evening with Zach Schoenfeld, courts and legal reporter for The Hill, about the latest filing from the Trump legal team. Well, this is one of two cases in two states in which Donald Trump, as of now, is disqualified to be on state primary ballots. Here we're talking about the case in Maine. The other case where he's been kicked off of the ballot is in Colorado. Today, what Trump did is he appealed the Maine Secretary of State's decision to kick him off the ballot, ruling that he was ineligible under the 14th Amendment. The process in Maine works a little bit different than most other states. In Maine, the Secretary of State was the first to weigh in. Trump now has the ability to work this case through the state courts. So first, it'll go to a state trial court. Whoever loses there can go up to Maine's highest court. And then ultimately, it could reach the U.S. Supreme Court in Washington. So what does this do with, uh, for instance, the situation in Colorado? Would there be any connection legally? Well, the, the Colorado case is technically separate, and that is now proceeding on a faster track than this decision uh, in Maine. Whereas in Colorado, the state's top court there has already ruled on the matter, ruling that under the 14th Amendment, Trump cannot appear on the primary ballot. So that's a case that is now getting to the justices here in Washington a little bit faster than the case in Maine. So it's possible that this Colorado case becomes the vehicle in which the nine justices, including three appointed by former President Trump, take up all of these weighty questions over whether Trump engaged in insurrection and all of these other issues that concern whether he's not on the ballot. So at the end of the day, there's a chance that these state court proceedings in Maine won't mean much and they'll ultimately just follow whatever the Supreme Court does in the Colorado case. What is the actual legal question that the courts have to deal with? Is it whether there was insurrection, whether this amendment applies? What is it? It is all of the above. The most contentious debate here is whether or not Donald Trump engaged in insurrection uh, over his actions surrounding the January 6th Capitol riot. But before judges and secretaries of state even reach that question, there's a number of other threshold issues, as you were mentioning. There's a question of whether this clause applies to the presidency. There's a question of whether that Congress would need to enact legislation to actually enforce the amendment. There's a question of whether state courts have authority to hear these cases. So a lot of different legal questions and a lot of different ways that these cases can be resolved. And if Trump wins on any one of these many prongs, his name will remain on the ballot. Are we going to have a situation now where it's possible that ballots are going to be printed or not printed because of this being in the courts? Well, those coming deadlines in the coming weeks in many states to, to finalize ballots and start printing them, especially to voters living overseas, uh, that's been all over court filings with a lot of parties, even on both sides of this case, trying to move things along very quickly. In the Colorado case, as that's now hitting the U.S. Supreme Court, parties on both sides, Trump hasn't weighed in yet, but other parties in the case are all urging the Supreme Court to not only take up the case, but take it up at lightning speed, take it up and issue a decision in a matter of weeks. Their goal is to get a decision in advance of Super Tuesday, if not faster. That way, when most voters go to the polls, they'll know if Trump is ineligible or eligible to be on the ballot. Zach Schoenfeld, courts and legal reporter for The Hill. A quick look now at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. Our area is either heavy or very heavy with COVID, RSV, and the flu. Experts say the old-fashioned rules still apply, hand-washing vaccines and wearing a mask in crowds. Harvard's president steps down from that job tonight. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. 
Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right, we'll start off in the district. Eastern Avenue remains shut down in both directions due to a police investigation between Randolph Street Northeast and the Prince George's County line at US 1 Rhode Island Avenue. So again, traffic redirected each way as a result. Unclear how long they're going to be out there, but just be aware. Uh, DC 295 and I-295 for now without early issue. Also running well on both sides of the freeway, both 395 and 695. No early issues along New York Avenue between Northeast and Northwest. Also running well on both South Capitol Street and Suitland Parkway into and out of the district. Now, over in Maryland, it's still in good shape, 270 north and south between the Beltway and Frederick. No issues on I-95 or the Baltimore-Washington Parkway between the two Beltways. Parkway was also running well inside the Beltway, headed down toward the district line. Northbound 29 in Howard County, up near Columbia, as you approach and pass the interchange for Brokenland Parkway exit 18. The work zone only blocks a single right lane, but the difficulty is for folks coming off of Brokenland Parkway trying to go north on 29. There is no merge area in that work zone. You have to merge directly into through traffic, so do so very carefully. Innovation that delivers what matters most. Northrop Grumman is definitely uh, defining possible with a cutting-edge missile defense system for a safer tomorrow. Visit NorthropGrumman.com. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. And let's check in with 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. This evening, clear and cold. In fact, our temperature is really dropping through the 30s. We'll be in the 20s by early tomorrow morning. So coat, gloves, had all of it to bundle up. And then near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies. Warmest day out of the week, in fact. Could have a stray shower Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Otherwise, quiet as we end the week. The weekend, though, looking at a coastal storm system that may form, giving parts of the area some accumulating snow, others a wintry mix, or just plain old rain. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 31 degrees in Upper Marlboro. It's 33 degrees in Woodbridge. 34 degrees outside of the WTOP studios. Brought to you by Lend the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP. So what was that problem causing the big traffic mess on and near the Wilson Bridge earlier? It's 1021. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The FanDuel app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can also find bets in the new Explore tab or make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. I know I'm taking a look at the AFC East showdown in South Florida between the Dolphins and Bills this Sunday, and I like Miami on the money line. So visit FanDuel.com slash Big G. That's promo code Big G. 21 or older and present in Virginia. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's nothing that brings out our emotions like winter weather. I love when the trees are glistening, covered in ice. I love making snow angels. I love when it's over. I want it to be over. Even if you're not a fan of the ice and snow, you'll feel better prepared with WTOP's weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. We're here for you all winter. The temperatures are really going to drop today. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. 
It's 11:22, and new tonight on WTOP. We're learning more about what caused those delays on the Woodrow Wilson Bridge during rush hour traffic this evening. D.C. police say the bridge was shut down because of a brief standoff with a man. D.C. police and Maryland State Police responded to the bridge just after 6:40 for reports of an armed man inside a car. The man was subdued and taken into custody, and there are currently no reports of any injuries. Keep it here on WTOP as we gather more details on this story. A Prince George's County man has been arrested in connection with the mysterious disappearance of a Fort Washington man. 20-year-old Damian Myers was reported missing by his family back on April 15th. Prince George's County police say Myers' family told them he left the day before looking for a ride from his friend, 23-year-old Parrish Good. While detectives uncovered evidence suggesting Myers had been shot and killed inside Good's car and arrested Good for the murder last week. Police say Good admitted to shooting Myers and getting rid of his body in the Fort Washington area. Police are still working to determine a motive for the shooting. Good is being held without bond on first and second degree murder charges. The number of people heading to their doctor's offices with flu-like symptoms is up. The CDC shows D.C. and Maryland in the high range and Virginia in the very high range. What should you do? It's not too late to get vaccinated against COVID-19, the flu, or RSV, says Dr. Andrew Pekosh, a virologist at the Johns Hopkins University's Bloomberg School of Public Health. Because we expect to see high numbers of respiratory virus cases for the next couple of weeks. If you do come down with symptoms, there are antivirals, says Pekosh, but you do need to get tested. You have to go to your pharmacy or to your medical doctor to get the test to know if you're infected with RSV or influenza. It's not as easy as it is with COVID-19. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Fairfax County now getting ready to roll out another round of assistance for local businesses. It's a program that provides professional coaching and consulting services from industry experts. This is about helping your small business be better at whatever it is you do. That's Jamie Gaucher with the Fairfax County Department of Economic Initiatives. He says the program known as Thrive just closed its first window for applications, but a second one is about to open soon on January 16th. So small business owners can start getting their applications ready now. We feel strongly that all types of businesses all across the county, especially small businesses, can benefit from a greater degree of technical assistance. The program provides coaching and targeted consulting valued up to $10,000 per business. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Kim Davis, the former Kentucky County clerk who denied gay couples marriage licenses back in 2015, is being ordered to pay more than $260,000 for one couple's attorney's fees and expenses. A federal judge ruled Davis must pay up because the men won their lawsuit. The $260,000 is in addition to the $100,000 she was ordered to pay to the same couple back in September. Attorneys for Davis are expected to appeal that ruling. Sports at 25 and 55. Here's Rob Woodfork. Maryland's 19-game home win streak ended with a